Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Thinking about a new furnace? Get a free quote at alwaysplumbing.ca. You gotta come on. Hello! Boom, boom, boom. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. How was everybody's weekend? Pretty good. good yeah. Not too bad. Uh, I, uh, I, well, we had a cold last week. Well, mm. except for typhoid Jimmy except here. For, yeah, lizard to, blood Jimmy. Oh, avoid it. Grant, <laughs> <laughs> I got hammered with a cold. <laughs> so last week, it was just a day. Like, I was a blur. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't even remember what we did. Kind of a blur. Like, yeah. Yeah. I um I uh, just spent the weekend just basically trying to get some sleep and lots of hot showers and I feel way better. Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel 100 percent now. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That was a rough one. Um, we just got off of a Zoom call with um, a guy by the name of Alex De Rebekov. Now Alex is in the Ukraine and started this charity thing um, at the beginning of the Russian occupation, which is kind of interesting and. We're trying to help them here on the locker room. If you go to our merch page, and Jimmy can send you the link as well, but there's a link on all of our social media, Grant, mm-hmm. Jimmy, my social media, and it'll take you the, right at the top of the page. It's a yellow shirt. It says Slava Ukraine, and um, we're donating the proceeds to Alex. Yeah. We've sold quite a few T-shirts. We just launched this. like It's been up less than a week. We've already sold a number of T-shirts and raised some cash donations as well. When, when I post the video, I'll put the merch link on the video as well. Yeah, we did a Zoom with Alex. A crazy story. Yeah. Like we were in Ukraine providing everything needed to people that are in bomb shelters. And, just, yeah. And I was upset that the drive through took too long this yeah. morning. Like it, it's, it's so much perspective lately with d- dealing with... We've been chatting with Alex on the podcast that I do in the afternoons since the beginning of March. So this has become kind of a friend of mine. The Locker Room Topic of the Day. Things you will never change your mind about. Now, I'm going to play a quick clip from okay. the show that I was watching on the weekend. Okay? I didn't watch a full episode. Yeah. I watched enough of it to be reminded of a very strong opinion I have about this show. <laughs> what I did was I went and I typed in funniest moments from said show. Okay. And I grabbed the first video that, that popped you saw, up. Yeah. On the YouTube, and I recorded the first bit from the so-called funniest moments. I believe it was from season five of this particular show. Okay. Okay. I'm going to play that clip for you, and I think the clip, keep in mind, I typed in Mm -hmm. funniest Funniest moments from said show. I think the clip will give you an indication as to why... I'm so angry about this show. I think that we should build something that would show how proud we are of our agricultural heritage. There you go. Now we're cooking. My suggestion is we should build a hoe. So here we are. That's a corner gas clip. (laughs) Yeah. That is apparently one of the funnier moments from season five. You'd think they would have figured it out by that point. (laughs) You will never convince me that Corner Gas, one, was a good show, and two, funny. (laughs) I have had this argument with so many people. It is an awful show, (laughs) and every time I happen to watch it, I'm just like, what is this? What is going on? What happened? How did this... What was It was on the air for how many years? Um... They did... It's still kind of on the air, because they do an animated show. Jeez. Six seasons of that one, and then they do the animated one. Am yeah. I missing Grant? Um, I could totally understand why you wouldn't like it. I I enjoyed it just being from Saskatchewan. Okay. Um, 
knowing like a lot of the people in the show, I was like, okay, I know who that person is. Like even like the the grandpa in it like had the same sweaters that my grandpa used to wear. So there was little things like that that I enjoyed about it. Was that the TV show that Annie Shirley made an appearance? Annie Shirley was actually in an episode. Yeah, Shirley McQueen. <laughs> I don't know what she did in it, but I think she was in one episode. <laughs> Ran a convenience store? <laughs> I don't know how many storylines do you have. How do you get six seasons out of small town well, they, life in Saskatchewan? They ended like on their own. Like they, uh, it was their own decision to end the show too. Yeah. Well, I could have helped them with that. <laughs> anyway, so things you will never change your mind about. That's our discussion this morning. The locker room topic of the day. Things you will never change your mind about. Um, this is a good Monday topic. We can get people, mm-hmm. get, get stuff off your chest this morning. We're going to do Jimmy's before we start getting uh, to some of the things that are coming in, though. I was, I changed my mind of the one I was going to do. Peanut oh. butter. I'll never change my mind about peanut butter. I thought we were doing or, aliens. Or aliens. It's both. Okay. Okay. I think aliens, uh, people who eat peanut butter believe in aliens because they're drugged by the peanut butter. But So the um, aliens, is, aliens one is hard. So you're saying that you would never... No. You'll never believe aliens exist. What if they park a spaceship over Tabor? Then it's fake. Okay. Then it's a government conspiracy to have us believe that there's aliens. Well, okay, that's an interesting angle on this. What would the point be of the government wanting us to believe in aliens? Because if you believe in the narrative, the underlying narrative to to date is that our government officials know and have known for a long time about the existence of extraterrestrial life forms, but they have hidden it from the general public. But our government is going nuts now. Like we had Trump as president. We're not American. Okay. No, I'm talking the U.S. Like we're the majority of this, uh, the alien uh, conspiracy, like Area Actually, 51 and all that. Do you want to know something? Crap. That's very interesting. We have more alien sightings and reports in Canada per capita than they do in the United States. Mm. But weed is also legal here. Weed doesn't make you see things. Yeah. Mushrooms do. Mushrooms would. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's the mushrooms, Grant. I, I like. I'm. I'm kind of with Grant on this. Like, I think it's going to be interesting for many. I'm just saying it's hard to say. I'll never change my mind about this because what if something happens? Well, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I keep bringing up Arrival. Yeah. That that movie where it's a good those movie. big pods are hanging over like seven major cities around the world, right? One of them being New York. Mm-hmm. And um, and then there's this sort of concerted effort to communicate with, with them yeah. on some level. And that's sort of the the, the basis of the, the storyline of the movie is now it's this group and, and they're scientists and how are we going to go about She's like meeting? She's a communications expert. Absolutely. And they fly her in. And, and I think that that movie is a very realistic portrayal of what... We're going to see at some point in our lives. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are just like, come on, mm-hmm. you got to be kidding. But I truly believe that before I sign off, there's going to be something like that, where it's everybody in the world knows undeniable that we've got a visitor from another planet. Yeah. And I hope it's not, you know... They're destroying they're all shooting mankind. lasers at us, and, <laughs> and we're building more pyramids. Anyway, that's the conversation this morning. We're not going to convince Jimmy that there's alien life no. out there, but things you will never change your mind about. The locker room topic of the day. Things you will never change your mind about is the discussion this morning. Dean said that Queen is is not a good band. He said, uh, okay. you'll never convince me Queen is a good band, yet they're one of the biggest in the world. So, Wow. Okay. So... Freddie, though, yeah, <clears throat> I mean, Freddie I, Mercury. Come can on. you? Those I can understand. I can understand you not appreciating a mu a type of music like, like not, that's mine not for me, but I can get that. But I always you got to give can the, recognize the, the respect. Talent. Yeah, I'll give you an example. What's his name? Uh, Dean. Dean. Now listen, I totally appreciate that you don't like Queen, but here's my analogy on that. 
Like, I can't stand Rush. I never liked yeah. that band. Um, we have a no Rush. We have, this is a Rush-free show because of my hatred for that band. But Alex Lifeson mm-hmm. and um, well, Getty Lee and Neil, Neil Peart. Neil Peart's one of the greatest drummers. I, I always appreciated what they were as far as musicians go. Like, mm-hmm. Neil Peart is one of the best drummers in the world. It's insane to watch him drum. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I think Freddie's got to be in that same boat, no? I would think for vocals and showmanship. Even, even and Brian May is a pretty incredible guitar player. Mm-hmm. But anyway. No, not for Dean. Not for Dean. Can't, hey, he's trying to change his mind right okay, now. It's, it's not, not working. working. <laughs> yeah. The locker room topic of the day. Things you will never change your mind about. Okay, she did not want her name on the show, but she okay. texted in and said, I will never change my na- mind about this. An X is an X for a reason, and I personally feel that if you get back with an X, it's the equivalent to dumpster diving. You got rid of them once. Why would you go back to that? I don't. I no. don't disagree. It, it's with, tough though, because every situation can be different, right? Yeah, I think a lot of times what ends up happening is there's a relationship after the fact based mm-hmm. on a need for something. Yeah. So I don't want to judge anybody for that right like if if you need to have a relationship with your ex because of the kids or whatever or other complicated relationships within mm-hmm. the group i get that the the ones i don't get it is where they're they're i, I where they're friends i don't understand that i'm sorry i just <laughs> Well, maybe after some time they realize maybe they were friends before, and then they and then got they're like, "Hey, we were better then. friends." But you know, I know a few people that end up back with their ex. Sometimes it's not good. Sometimes it's like, okay, I guess you work this out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, again, it's hard because there's probably a lot of people that have broken up then some right? people and even it might be get working. divorced and then get married again yeah you've heard of that like, yeah, yeah 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 i i understand what that text we can't say her name but i understand where <laughs> she's coming from though cause yeah i'm kind of on the same page yeah where i'm a little bit baffled sometimes by by relationships post breakup right the locker room topic of the day our topic this morning things you will never change your mind about taking an ex back i agree with that lady who didn't want her name you know yeah because even after 30 35 years send the friend in to go talk to her see who she's dating okay and then we'll break. i don't believe in that crap i threw you out for a reason there is no way that I will get over something. You hold grudges. Isn't that true? Yeah. Then they take you out to a bar, and, and then I go, oh, are you again? This sounds like a true uh-huh. story. They get upset and jealous over the stupidest of things. This is why I will never take them back. Have a great day. I'll see you later. Take care now. She still won't give us her name. No. No. But the list of broken hearts must be long with that one. <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. Things you will never change your mind about. And I want to add mine to the corner gra- gas is a good show. Okay. Blue cheese, not good. <laughs> you will never convince me otherwise. Your Grant? taste buds will grow up. You'll love blue no! cheese someday. No, I will not. <laughs> uh, mine is a similar taste thing, I guess. I People always get mad at me when I, when I refuse to drink out of the bathroom tap. So in my mind, there is a difference between kitchen water and bathroom water, and you should never drink out of the bathroom oh, tap. Oh, you can go to the kitchen sink. The kitchen sink is and fine draw to a glass drink. of yeah. water, but you can't. But if you out get that the... water from a bathroom tap, what it, is that? It tastes different. It's different water. I know. I've always been like that. People get mad at me when I. Is there something to that, plumber boy? Different. It's how it comes out of the tap. The tap is different. It's way off. I. I know people that are like that too. I I've never noticed the I difference. I think that's in your head because uh, I think water. it's the same water supply, isn't it? The it's a different only, tap, though. The only difference is sometimes in some houses, like I know my aunt did. She had, uh, but she didn't have soft water running to her kitchen sink, but she did to the bathroom because you know soft water. That is was that, on the farm, though. No, this was uh, she lived in the they city. Go well. And and the water did taste a bit different. <laughs> um, for me, I, I'm very weird about like even what I used to drink out of. 
Like it's got to be the right coffee mug. It's got to yeah, be right. I'm like and that. It's something too. about the tap in the bathroom, the way the water comes out. Huh? It feels like cleaning water to me. It's not drinking what? water. Okay. All right. Well, I I won't drink out of the tap. Like any tap. Oh, really? I like I. We have a. Bri- I've been drinking Brita water for. Yeah. And to me, Brita water makes That's it the taste only way better. <laughs> And it probably doesn't do anything to the. I've been spending money on those Brita filters probably, for yeah. years. It probably does Jack Johnny Canuck squat nothing. But yeah, I'm in the same boat on that. On yeah. that front. The locker room topic of the day: things you will never change your mind about. We're getting some good texts this morning. Well, I don't think many people are going to argue with Randy, uh, who said photo radar is nothing but a cash grab. The th- that's that's something that drives me absolutely crazy because they justify a lot of this stuff as we're saving your lives. Mm-hmm. We're putting these things out without photo radar. We'd all be driving oh, around it'd Mad, be Max Mad Max style, Max. Yeah. like you. Uh, everyone would die if we don't. <laughs> and, and and we actually have we have scientific proof, numbers. People have gone to great lengths to prove the fact that it does. Next to no, it makes next to no difference on the roads for safety. Mm-hmm. It just, uh, but they will not get a, they will not I get rid remember, of it because they now they rely on the cash. I can't remember which place it was. It was around Edmonton. If it was Sherwood Park or, but they were like they they finally admitted that it was a cash grab, and everyone was like, "Thank you. That's all we wanted to hear." That's it. Yeah. I, I mean, and I would definitely have way more respect for politicians yeah. if they stood up to a podium and went, "We need you this know money." What? You know, I voted this in because I thought it would actually save people's lives at that intersection. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, but I really like the money now. Yeah. We made we $24 million from you idiots driving around like assholes, and we're not going to get rid and of hey, it. hey, if we don't have that $24 million, we got to get it from somewhere, so let's get it from the speeders. Yeah, and we need to build a gondola. Yeah. <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. Okay, we're going to wrap up here with a bunch that we didn't get to. Things you will never change your mind about. Okay, Christy said, you will never convince me that you are too old to do something. Um, positive Mike said you'll never like con- that one. you'll never convince me that Breaking Bad is a great show. Um we had Brandon from Stony saying I will never change my mind about government. I'll never trust them. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> All right. Um we had you'll never change my mind that turnips and rutabaga are the same thing. <laughs> uh, another food one, parsley and cilantro. They're both vile. Um I Foods. don't get the cilantro thing. But that's a, that's a thing in people's minds, right? Like some people are programmed to like cilantro. And then others, and others it tastes like soap to them. It tastes it's like a, soap to yeah, me. Yeah, it's a weird like weird yeah. thing. Yeah. Ryan McQueen will never believe there is a God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> From cilantro. Just got started. <laughs> From cilantro to God. <laughs> um, we had um, Veronica saying she you'll, will never change her mind about coffee. She hates it. It's vile. Um, that's weird. Oh, I think Veronica is a tea drinker, though. She yes. is a tea drinker. Yeah. If you're getting up in the morning and cracking a Pepsi, <laughs> that's think, weird to me. Not having a coffee, but having a Pepsi is but weird. I think she's also from England too. Yes, she yeah. likes a spot of tea. Oi, spot tea, mate. Um, I don't think that. Scuba <laughs> said, "You'll never convince me that Jedi Jimmy podcast is done in one take. It must take uh, several days to get that Hours. level of production." Hours. Uh, Gary said, "You won't change my mind about the world being a better place if Lachlan is banned from life for speaking on or being on all media in any way, including social media and podcasts." Um, <laughs> Gary, let's just deal with something right now. You actually like me, don't you? He does. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those love-hate things. Good morning, Gary. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs> the Locker Room presents The Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now, Grant Johnson. Well, some good news, everybody. There are signs that spring is here and winter's behind us. I know it's a little cold right now, but it'll warm up. Like I said, the worst of it is behind us now. Sunny days are ahead. Warm days on your deck, barbecuing, drinking Pilsner, and swearing about all the mosquitoes. (laughs) Since our fearless city council voted to not spray for mosquito control this year, experts are now predicting that uh, the mosquito population in Edmonton will likely double this summer. We get three weeks of summer. 
Shouldn't we be trying to get the most out of those three wep- weeks? Like, if we need to use chemical weapons to eliminate mosquitoes, I say we look at that option. <laughs> That's not what our city council thinks, though. Instead, they will be spending the money on mosquito education. <laughs> Jeez. Maybe they'll put signs up in the parks next to the ones that say no alcohol allowed. No mosquitoes here. That'll show them. So we can't use chemical in the stagnant water to get rid of the mosquitoes. Instead, we'll spray different chemicals directly onto our skin to keep them from biting us. Makes sense. The Grant Report is brought to you by our locker room merchandise. Show your love for a certain Edmonton hockey player, glory holes, or the second best summer ever. Just click the link on any of our social media. Cruise FM. Like a lot of people, I spent the weekend watching the Masters when I could. Mm-hmm. It was actually good this weekend. I didn't didn't see any of it, to be honest. Tiger um, kind of let me down. Actually, Tiger is the reason I lost my Masters pool. Oh, really? <laughs> Because he did so badly. Because I had Scheffler. Mm. I had Scotty Scheffler. I it. thought I was going to win when when he took off. When he went on a run, I was like, "I'm going to win this damn thing." Anyway, um, I saw something on the weekend during the broadcast. I only saw it once, and I'm wondering if anybody else noticed this. I think it was Saturday during the broadcast. So they were doing a lot of Tiger stuff, obviously. Obviously, yeah. And they sat down. I went on the Masters webpage. I couldn't find the clip that I was looking for. So it was just something that was specific to the television broadcast. So they sat these golfers down and said, all right, we want you to talk about your favorite Tiger moment. And they got to Dustin Johnson, DJ. Okay. And he made a comment that he watched Tiger in 1997, blasting his drives past the fairway bunkers on 18. And then at the end of it, he goes, now he can't even reach them. And they (laughs) cut to the next. Like, it wasn't like... A little shade at him. Well, and that was what I was wondering if... (laughs) Anybody else noticed that? Right, everyone's being nice, and yeah. he's my hero. And oh, I got into golf because of that. And then DJ puts this little sort of dickish comment in there. <laughs> Am I the only one that noticed uh, that? Yeah, like I said, I didn't see any of the masters. So see, because that's something I would have done, right? Like yeah. taking a shot at him. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody saw that, I'm very curious to know. If if that if I'm the only one on the planet that saw that, or if I'm making anyway, you're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. Tell me you noticed it. That's me, Rod, boy. I noticed it. Thank you. I wasn't the only one on the. It, it, so do you think he was taking a shot at him? I think they're. I'm sure he was because I rewound it actually, <laughs> and I backed, <laughs> I backed it up, and you could almost see in his face he was could hardly wait to get to the line. I, yeah, but, but then they, somebody texted and said they're. They're close friends, though. I well, no, yeah. I, I didn't. So it wasn't well, like in friends, like right? it wasn't it wasn't malicious. It was like 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 if Jimmy was out there and you yeah, were yes, throwing a comment. Yes, out. but yeah. it was funny that they included it because it? I I don't know if the producers knew what what he was doing. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I appreciate it, Ron. Bad boy. That's the first person that's verified that they saw what I saw. Yeah. Because it was so quick. Like, DJ's comment was, like, literally 10 seconds long, five seconds attention. long. You had to be paying attention. And it was so obvious because there was just a little hint of a smirk on his face, too, mm-hmm. right, when he was when he was uh, setting it up. And, and then they just, like, went on. And if you go to the Masters webpage, they cut... His segment out of that that same vignette oh. for the webpage. They must have realized after the fact, right? Anyway, thank you, Ron. Three, two, the locker rooms. Midget at the movies. I shall call him Mini. like Minute at the Movies, but shorter. Jimmy, what Paul Rudd movie did you watch on the weekend? I love you, man. I will see you there, or I will see you on another time. <laughs> that was very confusing. I don't know what, if you're going to come or not. No, I'll be there. I'll be there. All right, I'll see you, I'll see you then, buddy. All right. Latest on the men, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of Grant's favorite movies. Yeah, uh, one of my favorites. And and I realized probably about five minutes into the movie 
that you made me watch this two years ago, too. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, I've seen this. And then I went through the list of the mentioned at the movies. A couple and, years yeah, ago. It was, yeah, yeah. It's not a movie you would you would gravitate towards, so you would have had to have been forced to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like... And then I the Lou Ferrigno fight that made me laugh. Yeah, that was really good. The yeah. projectile vomit after the uh, uh, I don't remember drinking, that. Uh, no, because he drank all that beer. He did the chugging contest with the oh, brother-in-law. Okay, that's and, yes. And, and then he yeah. beat and he beat him in <laughs> in the chugging contest and started jumping around and then spewed all over his all over his brother-in-law. It's just so good seeing like Paul Rudd. Guy who has no friends tried to like fit in with this guy and yeah, very tried to make up a nickname for him. And, and, <laughs> yeah, but I actually because I looked at my review from the previous year and I actually liked it better this year. I must, I must have been angry. You're at growing you guys. as a person, or You're, either that, or also I was angry at you two years who, ago. Whose choice was this one? It was it was Troy. Troy, Troy but you, uh, you know the thing is, I was watching some of that and some of the people that they were trying to hook him up with as friends. I was like. You a holes would have probably set me up with some of the same people to, if it, you know if you guys wanted me to get new friends. <laughs> we, we, you're you never have trouble making friends. You have a boatload of friends. Yeah, I have it's a, just your I have, choices. I have a, I have a boatload. I have a boatload of spent the day with Army Chris <laughs> Saturday. Get a picture of Jimmy at five in the afternoon sleeping on the floor, passed out. By the way, we need to talk about those socks. What's going oh, on? New socks. What's wrong with those? You socks? abandoned the black. Uh, you always wear black socks. Not anymore, though. Uh, it's because I got tired of the black socks, Nimmy, uh, Nimmy, black socks, Jimmy nickname. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I could diversify. I have some white socks. I have some other colors that you I got really are growing. growing that you I mixed are really into. growing as a person. Yeah. No, I just <laughs> get tired of all your damn nicknames. Time now for Jimmy's birthday corner on the locker room. This should be good. So it is. Uh, uh, Justin's birthday. He's a huge. He's a huge uh, nerd. So he loves Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and you know, and uh, all the cool stuff. Big, all, all, yeah. all, all the cool uh, kids' uh, stuff. Why he listens to the show. And it's his 18th birthday today, and that was sent to us by Tanya. I think that's mom. the mom, right? Tanya's yes. Mom. All right. He's on his way to school right now. All right. Take the day off. Don't smoke weed. <laughs> all right. <laughs> You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. This is interesting. It's funny because we've all heard this before, Mm -hmm. but now they actually have a study that is proving it. There are links to the fact that this might be an issue. And if you're like Jimmy and you're suffering from the COVID long haul ED, this might be something that you, um, well, at least pay attention to. So study links erectile dysfunction meds to blindness. Um, including Viagra. So it says these medications address erectile dysfunction by improving blood flow, but we know that they can also hinder blood flow in other parts of the body. Hmm. So although our study doesn't prove cause and effect, there is a mechanism by which these medications like Viagra could conceivably lead to these problems, going blind. I don't have ED. I could send you video from the weekend. You tape yourself? Why would you tape Just yourself? Just to prove that I don't have ED, because I'm tired of you what guys you talking set up about your it. Tripod? Oh yeah. Or webcam? I just turn on the webcam on my other computer, and you record yourself. Is this how like great athletes? I'm starting to worry about you. Great athletes watch film of themselves no, to just improve. because I'm actually tired of this conversation. I would. I'll watch. You the know video. we're kidding. I don't need to see a video of you whacking off 14 times it. this weekend. Put it up on our social. We'll see. <laughs> okay, pass a reading test, though, like an eyesight chart. You're already blind. <laughs> you should stay away from Viagra anyway. <laughs> You're not kidding. I'll send you the video. I do not need Air that video. It. I Holy. do not need that video in my life. <laughs> the seven foods that are getting the hittest hit are being hit the hardest. <laughs> the hittest. The hittest. <laughs> That's next. I think people understand what we're doing. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM.
So the seven, let me see if I can spit this out. The seven foods that are getting hit the hardest by the price spikes this year. Maybe I need Viagra. <laughs> what? <laughs> Doesn't it improve blood flow? <laughs> no, but it, it said it decreases blood flow to other Certain So you don't areas. want yeah, to make okay. you blind. Uh, all right, okay. Anyway, uh, what are they, Grant? Can so we go the through seven them quickly? foods. Um, Fats and oils. Um, okay. You know, olive oils, things like that. Okay. Fresh fruit. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that. I've noticed, noticed that. that a lot. Big time. Fresh vegetables. Yeah. Um, processed fruits and vegetables. You know, your canned peaches, things like that. Oh, you can still get them at the dollar store fairly cheap. All right, Timmy. Thank you. Grown in a lab. Uh, sugar and sweets are 3%. More expensive, they're saying. Okay, I haven't um, really noticed that. Like donuts, I guess, might be going up. Maybe yeah, cakes, okay. all sorts of things like that. Yeah. Cereal and bakery products. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I haven't bought any cereal in a while. Is it more? You're a cereal guy. Um, Is it getting pricey? I I don't. How much are your uh, I'm cakes? Gonna be, I'm going to be honest. I, I don't do a lot of the shopping. <laughs> My wife does, but to be fair, this isn't a blue versus pink job. Yeah. It's a, it's a, my wife doesn't want me to go to the store because I always come home with a bunch of stuff not on the list, stuff you don't need. Yeah, like, like I'm wandering like through the aisles, and- going, oh, we hey, yeah, beef jerky, woo, woo, it's, and so it's funny because Michaela will always be like, she'll be doing the gro- shopping and she'll be like, wow, can you? Believe eggs are eight dollars a carton. I'm like, is that a lot? That's the other problem. I never look at the <laughs> price of it. So, like, so is that so a lot? Not a like, good... Yeah, it's normally three dollars. See, my wife will go through and know what things were last week versus yeah, last year. Same. And so, if something is crazy at one store, she might go look for it at another store to save us some money. So it's it it's just smart that my wife does it. It's right? kind of like when Trump's a little bit when Trump made that comment about like ten dollars for a jug of milk and everyone yeah. was like what I was like, is that a lot i don't, I don't uh, and then the last one on the list was non-alcoholic beverages oh pop. no pop is about four percent more expensive right now so just some of the things i have also noticed that um that the the restaurant bill when we have oh, gone yeah, out that's gone up as well, mm-hmm. understandably. All right, Burley Chef wanted me to slow down my little screw-up out of news there, trying to plug that last conversation about the price of stuff going up as to the world that we live in right now. Mm-hmm. I will warn you, whenever we slow Grant or myself down, it is just not even remotely as funny as it is when we slow Jimmy down. It doesn't work quite as good. Jimmy just has this gift. It's his pacing. His yes. voice. I don't know what it is. All right. Here's me screwing up. Slow down. Dealing with erectile dysfunction. We're dealing with the price of groceries going up. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting segue. <laughs> That's um, The seven foods that are getting the hittest. <laughs> Are being hit the hardest. <laughs> there it is. That's pretty good. That's not too bad. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. Good morning, Cruise. Hi, it's just me again. Hello. Rusty did a video, this is truth, of Kid Rock singing, we were smoking funny. And that video, he can't dance. You can tell he has no rhythm. Wayne can play hockey, but he can't dance. Yeah. That's what really held him back, actually. Yeah, that's horrible. But, you know, <laughs> that's great. Do you know Dan Kepley? Yep. Another good man, don't you think? Yep. Yep. He was a good football yep. player. Strong. Played for the Elks. Strong, strong, like me. Yep. Little feisty thing running down like Forrest Gump. Come and catch me. Have a great day, boys. You too. Jesus. 95.7 Cruise FM. This might be my favorite piece of audio I have heard in a long time. What a way to get out of jury duty. Wow. (laughs) Set this up for us, Grant, so people understand what we're listening to. So they're choosing the jury for um, a shooting case or something, right? That horrible Parkland school shooting. Oh, uh, Nicholas Cruz. Um, So he pled guilty to all the charges. So what they're choosing jury is basically to decide whether or not this this guy gets the death sentence. So this is a uh, quick clip of an interview with a prospective juror. 
Okay, yeah. listen. But then again, I need to figure out something. I have my sugar daddy that I see every day. I'm sorry? <laughs> my sugar daddy. Okay, I'm not exactly sure what you're talking about, but I'm married and I have my, my sugar daddy. <laughs> okay. I see him every day. All right, ma'am, we'll come back to you, okay? Thank so. you. She's saying she doesn't have time to be on the jury because she's married and she also has to see her sugar daddy she's every got a day. Full plate. You should remember when Jimmy was up for jury duty and we were trying to figure out how to get him out of it. No, he wanted to do it. He could have on the sugar daddy route. <laughs> yeah, no, Jimmy wanted to. He was <laughs> the, the, he became and, a legal expert overnight. <laughs> and and the thing is with me being being on the jury i was just before like, they call your name and then they give you and then they take you to this other room and question you yeah yeah i remember my this. name uh, i would have been next if they didn't pick the guy before me i would have been next so you were that close the best part like i wish you would have gotten chosen because me too you would have been arguing with the judge <laughs> you would have been arguing with the lawyers <laughs> actually no that's not an objection <laughs> So true. <laughs> it's so true. You would have been arguing with them all. No, that is not what I said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My uh, one of my favorite things that's happened in the last little while with Jimmy is Jimmy has started doing this podcast. Yeah, which is great. He's dedicating a lot of time and energy to it. He's really good at it. And at the beginning of the podcast, his podcast career, he was getting a lot of help from Army Chris, who, if you do not know, yeah. has his own podcast and spent he built like, a podcast studio in his house that's insane it's insane he spent like over 10 grand on cameras and gear and and he learned it all and and he's editing and he's really good at it so he's a sort of quasi expert in the podcasting world yeah right ironically um so when jimmy wanted to get into podcasting we kind of just sort of pawned him off on army chris yeah it was a week in, two weeks in, Army Chris was phoning me going, oh my God, I don't know how you deal with him. <laughs> he I'm argues about everything. I am going to kill him. <laughs> and I'm going, it was my podcast, <laughs> and he's telling me how, uh, no, you no, you don't need to talk about this that. This is exactly this is, he's, uh, Him and I, we argued about it again on Saturday. He's like, but I'm the producer. I'm like, the producer does not overrule the guy whose bloody podcast they it is. Pretty much do. All I said to him was... You just got a window into my life. <laughs> yeah, you just got a glimpse right now as well if you're listening. Yeah. It's my podcast. <laughs> and now another episode of Locker Room TV. We got a very special guest this morning, Alex De Rebekoff. Uh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello, good morning. How are you? I usually screw up uh, any kind of name mm -hmm. that... Uh, that isn't Saxon related. <laughs> uh, listen, my friend, I uh, I want to uh, I want to um, get people. I want people to know who you are. You're in the Ukraine, and you are just outside of Kiev, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the name of the town that you're in? It's Cherkasy. Cherkasy, two hundred kilometers south of Kiev. Okay, and. When the occupation started, um, you you had a regular day job. You you went to work nine to five, had a suit and tie on, and then uh, your whole life gets turned upside down. And not only that, previous to the occupation, you introduced a, a, a new one, a little one, to the world. So two weeks before, you had a what's your what's your uh, your baby boy's name? Arthur, like Arthur. the king. There you mm -hmm. go, King Arthur. Awesome. <laughs> yes. So you and your wife introduce a new child to the, and then all of a sudden Russia start, starts dropping bombs on Ukraine. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Um, and you guys put together, you, you organized something. Tell us a little bit about that, Alex. Uh, well, we actually evacuated uh, the first days of, uh, of the war from from really a war zone because my wife saw uh, standing with a two weeks old baby. She saw a, a military airplanes flying her way. She called me and she was really scared. So we evacuated. But, you know, I couldn't just sit at home and read news and um, uh, and contemplate, contemplate on the news and not on what is going to happen. So I decided I should... I should go to Kiev uh, and help uh, 
as someone I first thought about helping the army, but then it turned out that the subway, the underground or subway, that's, that's how it's called, I believe, they need a lot of help. So I organized a volunteer team that uh, helped the, uh, the subways. So you're deli- delivering supplies and, and essentials to the people that are using the subways as bomb shelters. Yes. Yeah. The subways wow. are, are, is the best natural bomb, sh- uh, are the best natural bomb shelters, as the mayor, Kiev mayor said. And uh, one of my friends actually stayed overnight in the, this bomb shelter and, and he experienced uh, this, uh, uh, th- this himself. So he, he called me and said, well, they basically don't have anything. There's no tea. There's no sugar. There's no teapots to boil water in. So you actually started um, making sure that they had that kind of stuff. This is an ongoing effort for you right now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We started off like actually the first week of, of the war. We started with one subway station and then we, we actually covered all of them uh, in several weeks. And we, we continued supporting them uh, until I think two weeks uh, um, ago. Uh, then we understood that they are covered and then we redirected our efforts to other, to other fields that, that need help. Where, where are the supplies coming from? Like, where do you have to go? And Well, the first two weeks, uh, of course, the humanitarian aid could not uh, have uh, been delivered by that point. So we just basically went to supermarkets uh, and bought uh, stuff. You know, mm. I invested my money. Then I started calling for people who would uh, send us money. Uh, well, in Ukraine, the people are quite uh, poor, especially in this situation. But uh, then I started calling my, uh, asking my European friends, or actually they were calling me or messaging me and saying, how can we help? I said, okay, that's how you can help. Send us money. And then my Canadian friends, uh, American friends started sending money. So we, we, we used this money. We, we did, very, did it very fast and efficient way. Just went to the uh, supermarkets, bought a lot of stuff and de- delivered it to the subways. Are you in a situation now where the stores, I mean, I'm guessing there's some supply chain issues with the, with the, the situation you're dealing with, with the battle against Russia. Um, are you concerned about being able to keep up the supply chain here? Or do you guys have plans to get to the borders, Poland and, and Hungary and Moldova and things like that? Well, actually, to tell you the truth, that uh, the supply chain situation is even better then the uh, first week, okay. so yeah, uh, the supermarkets are full with products and all because the logistics works perfectly. You know, the, the we are talking about the eastern regions that are um, in a war. Everything else is completely controlled by Ukrainian by the Ukrainian army. So the supermarkets are fine, but you know, after first two weeks, uh, the humanitarian aid starting coming. And now there is a lot of humanitarian aid, which is good. So we don't need to spend money on buying stuff at the supermarkets. What we spend money on is uh, we are um, uh, sponsoring the trucks, the volunteers with yeah. trucks who deliver stuff, uh, humanitarian aid from the West to, to Kiev. Because it's typically like $150, $200 per uh, per one trip, which is uh, good yeah. money, but we get a lot of humanitarian aid. The second is that we sponsor the restaurants that prepare or make f- meals for those who are in need. And again, yeah. we can uh, either bring some humanitarian aid or we go and to the supermarkets and buy specifically what they need. Again, with $300-$400 uh, sponsor one restaurant and we now cover four or five different restaurants so with about two thousand dollars per week we we cover quite a uh, uh, several restaurants that prepare food for thousands of people that's how we help them yeah. um, and well and third direction is that uh, we specifically uh, sponsor those uh, families with children and for example i just uh, uh, messaged w- with um, a woman who has five kids five kids and they in, in a very critical situation so some 40 50 dollars could help her live through the next two weeks you know yeah. well we're working on something on our end as well alex i think dean from the dean blundell store may have our uh, podcast may have actually 
mention it to you. And we're doing the same thing on our on our um, merch page here for the locker room. We've got a, a Slava Ukraine shirt for sale and we have a donation button beside that as well. And uh, people are buying the shirts and they are donating money. And um, by the end of April, we're hoping to be able to send you a nice chunk of change that you can use in your efforts in, in Ukraine. What we like about this is that we're getting money directly to somebody that is actually there, uh, you know, on the ground. And what, what you're doing is so important too. how you've chosen social media to show what's really going on there. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy that we can be aware of, of what's happening well, because yeah. you're there posting and, and showing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if, if what Grant's referring to is, uh, is Alex's Twitter account, yeah. which um, is his last name, uh, De Rebekoff. And if you follow him on Twitter, you're posting almost every other day videos, right, Alex, about what you're seeing and going through? Yeah, actually, this is a story in itself. Within the first two weeks, I tried to communicate with my uh, relatives and people I know in um, in Russia, uh, just sending them videos and uh, and uh, stories from what I see, mm-hmm. not some you know random uh, news or whatever. Uh, my first message to them on day one was that look, we are a very peaceful Ukraine is a very peaceful and very hospitable country. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are always welcoming anyone who comes to us. But if someone wants to step on our land with evil thoughts, we will fight. That mm-hmm. was what mm-hmm. I wrote to them. And you know, I didn't hear any single thought from them. They were completely silent. That's when I thought, why, why would I spend my energy, my nerves on the, on the people who are completely brainwashed by the uh, yeah. Russian propaganda, I would turn to the West. That's where our real brothers and sisters are. That's where, where our friends are. Lochlin yeah. is, it has become one of my best friends, although mm-hmm. we never met in, in person, but the, people like you are, are real friends. And that's how I decided to post some, some short uh, stories, videos on, on Twitter and Facebook. And we've been retweeting them and sharing them to, to get the message out, to continue to let people know what, what Ukraine and, and you and, and, and the people are going through. It's, it's insane that, I mean, we're, we're, we come into work every, every day. I mean, I was all upset because it took a long time for my coffee at the drive through today. Yeah. Not thinking about the fact that we're going to be hooking up with somebody, my friend Alex, who's in the middle of a war in Ukraine right now with a brand new family and, um, and has to, you know, just struggle for day-to-day stuff and, and worry about his phone um, alarm going off about an air raid, right? Uh, how often does that happen? How often? We were on an interview with you on the Dean Blundell podcast, and uh, in the middle of the interview, your phone went off, and it was all of us were just like, and you were like, oh, there's another one. Yeah. Click. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's kind of a habit for us. It's like I can show it to you if you can see. I don't know if you can see mm-hmm. it. It's uh, the... This is the screen. Oh, I don't know if yeah. you can see it, but this is the screen. You know, it happens like four or five t- times per day. Sometimes it's at night. We're supposed to go to a bomb shelter, but uh, the place where we live, um, there's no bomb shelter. So um, the best advice would be to go into the corridor because, well, the first wall uh, can be can be ruined, but the second wall typically stands. So it's better to hide there. But some of my friends actually live there. My relatives live in the corridors, you know, in the lobby of your apartment or uh, house. That's where they live. Uh, uh, and uh, the bomb shelters that we supported in some way, subways, there's lots of uh, elderly people and people with children and people with disabilities who just went there and they stayed there for weeks yeah. without leaving. You know. mm-hmm. Now, uh, the situation is is changing right now, but you guys are still um, you're still dealing with what you're dealing with. Uh, I don't really think we want to talk about the, the other part of your job, which is the documentation of the of the of the war crimes. I know that uh, you and, and and a number of volunteers have been trying to um, to collect information for potential um, war crime trials. Tri- tribunals down the road um but 
I think it's important for people in North America to remember that this is still your lives. You're, I mean, Russia has, has readjusted their strategy and they've moved a little bit away from Kiev, but you guys are still in danger. You're still living this, this occupation, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, um, there's been a number of atrocities already fixed and, um, I personally talked to to about a dozen people who have seen, who have experienced that, and their relatives have been killed. And, you know, now, when I first heard about it, I, I couldn't sleep at night. I, I actually cried, you know, cried like a baby. I, I, I'm honest about it. I, but then after every other case, I, I was like, okay, there's another one, and then there's another one. And now yeah. I'm kind of, you know, used to that, just like to the sirens. That is horrible to say, but this is, I, I used to it. Like two days ago, there was this uh, bombing in Kramatorsk, as you probably heard. Okay. Uh, you know, the Russians train hit a, train station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they, they hit a, mi- a missile in two missiles, very heavy ones. And, uh, you know, I, this is a city far from me. I don't know anyone, but uh, through social media, I found... Uh, several people uh, who are looking for their relatives. And then I created a Facebook page uh, because I understood that there's nobody who, who is doing it. So I did a Facebook page specifically for those who look for, for their relatives who could have been lost there. Mm-hmm. And now the page is more than 400 people. It just happened over two days. Yeah. So uh, I, I tried to do whatever just to help those people, you know. Yeah. Well, and that's just one of many things that you've been doing. And we've been talking to you since the beginning of this whole thing on the on the podcast that I do in the afternoons. But I wanted to introduce you to the locker room audience just based on the fact that um, we've piggybacked the initiative, the T-shirt initiative here as well to try to raise some money for you. Alex, I want you to, to stay safe um, and, um, and, and we're thinking about you. Um, Canada and the rest of the world is, is behind you here with this, with what you're going through right now. And it's just, it's just awful. It's so frustrating to watch uh, on this end. And, and I, this isn't much what we're doing, but it's at least something. Mm-hmm. Um, and the t-shirts are available on our merch page. If you go and hundred percent of the proceeds are going to go to what Alex is trying to accomplish on his end in Ukraine. And uh, we thank you for your time today, my friend. Thank you, Lachlan. Thank you, Grant. Thank you, Jenny. Uh, follow, you. follow Alex on Twitter. Again, it's just his last name. Rebekoff. And uh, good luck, my friend. Okay. Thank you. Have a good day. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast, making radio great again. Really, guys? Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM.